0: The s and Podcast Channel, the perfect channel for any style of podcast. We have all different pop culture style podcasts for all of your listening needs. If you would like to start a podcast, you can reach us at sndpodcasts at gmail.com. We are always looking for new podcasts to add to our channel, and the topic could be anything you want. So contact us <laughs> next Listen to me, Welcome way. to episode 250 of the S and the Podcast Show. Steven is here, Vin is here, Danny is here. What's going on, boys?
1: Nothing much. Another week in quarantine. How are you guys doing? Holding up, holding up. Uh,
0: Just about done. Just about done with quarantine.
1: Hopefully,
2: yeah. I think we're getting there.
1: Jersey's well, basically all but done. So, congratulations to all our Jersey listeners. How's Ashburn, Virginia? How's Asper, Ashburn, Virginia? Doing? We need to keep track of Virginia's quarantine. Ashburn, yeah. Hopefully, uh, they're, they're south enough that they there are no rules.
0: You know what I was thinking, Ben, when you were here and we were cleaning out a bunch of stuff and we found the SND podcast channel banner. Mm-hmm. Ashburn, Virginia, should be the live show. Road I mean, trip.
2: I think we just need to find if, out are close- these
1: people are they if they're if they're close uh, by the uh, fedex field for a redskins game i'd be down to go but other than that i don't care
0: i wouldn't
2: want to you a, go to a redskins
0: i wouldn't game? want to go to a
1: redskins
2: game for my life
0: <laughs> not even as a, not even a giant Redskins game
1: i know i know i'm just throwing it out there neither do i i'm just saying that would be the only way you'd send me down there i don't even
2: want my players in the field
0: in that place uh, yeah i wouldn't even trust the
2: field yeah.
1: That, field, that is the yeah. worst field in the league. Yeah. Every
0: thirty years, someone's leg breaks into every thirty years in that you wanna, one spot. You
1: want to laugh? <laughs> I I YouTube the the 2000 NFC Championship game on YouTube for the full game, and it was really funny. Blast in the past because it was uh, it was obviously taped, and then they moved it onto YouTube, so it had all the 2000 commercials. So it was really funny to have like that NFC video.
0: championship game.
1: Yeah, the one you won, Steven. Yeah, the Giants 41- What nothing. does that
0: have to do with the Washington though? Ashburn, Virginia. No,
1: no, <laughs> the field. I was I was I was getting there. The field. <laughs> that was when they had the grass grass field instead of the turf. For whatever reason they thought it was a great idea to have uh, grass when the Giants and Jets were playing on it at the same time. Well, they didn't the have the same,
0: they didn't that was before they used fields. the same field. They, they they dug up, they, they had, they what? like, yeah, apparently they used to like dig up maybe the field. The
1: ends, maybe the end zones. But, well, uh, now it's uh, just
0: everything uh, is there in the, except for the end zones.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know. You cannot tell me there were two different
2: football fields
0: before. I don't know. Arizona's term- in, is like.
1: Regardless, the, f- the field was so shitty that day. And like. I'm Brian, mark
2: this down. That's a minus grade. He just told me there was two football fields in the giant stadium.
0: <laughs>
1: <Okay>. <laughs> anyway, the field was terrible, and I'm glad they went to field turf. That's what oh. reminds me of that. As Fred the...
0: Camella hurt his ass in that game, by the way.
1: Yes, almost did. missed the
0: Super Bowl. That was also the first Super Bowl that had a break in between the two weeks.
1: Oh, good. Good to know. Is it really? Yeah, it looked like we the the Giants didn't really need it. That was that was bad. Oh,
0: well, the Giants took six weeks off instead of two.
1: Kerry Collins was drunk. I don't care what anybody
2: has. <laughs> to add to Jason, it. Jason Sears pants fell down.
0: And yeah, to add to it, at first, it was an article on Newsday about Brian Trottier was the first player to ever ask a GM for permission to spend a day with the cup.
1: What does that have to do with
0: Ashburn, Virginia? What did, what did the giant field turf have to do with Ashburn, Virginia? Because
1: <laughs> their uh, FedEx field was just as bad as that the middle FedEx field is
0: just as bad as that now.
1: And the that's, Islanders. That's my point
0: At it least is, I the... had it into something. <laughs> so you were oh, talking God. about fir- we were talking about first. So I turned it into the the Islanders. It is first beards <laughs> and the first first guy to sleep with the cup. Well, <laughs>
2: and to think we didn't know we were going to talk about.
0: But more importantly, so so I texted this to Vin today. says I'm going to plug myself a little bit here. Um and there was more to the conversation Vin, about the fact that I found out today that Matt Reeves and uh, what's his name Vin? what's the actor
2: Robert Pattinson
0: Robert Pattinson has a three movie deal a trilogy deal for Batman okay um, the other thing that I heard is he is Matt Reeves is currently debating on having Joker for one of those things hint 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 there's the plug um, sndblog.com. Which Joker actor. They've already said no Joaquin Phoenix for the movies. He wants to go brand new person. Which, Which when I saw the video about. When I found out about the three movie deal. It did make a lot of sense. Because when you think about it. When the scene when he goes to Wayne Manor. Bruce is a young kid. And he's in his forties or fifties already, so if you wait if you kind of use that scene as a future, then technically Joker would be like ninety years old in the movie
2: yeah they they tossed any semblance of putting Batman in this universe out out the window I think
0: well, who knows because they also started a, the production on the second one. they started writing the second one, so may, they're saying like, that there could be a Batman. Batman tie to it, but it would only be because it would be the last movie. Like it could be towards the end where like Batman captures Maybe. him or something like that. The, that would be that would be it.
2: The only thought of is like because he incites the riots at the end that like somebody else takes up the mantle as Joker. That's the only really thing I could I could have thought of because it's not they're not gonna. Again, the age difference didn't really work. Right. So I I think.
0: Well. Um, if they yeah. want to use the story, the way you could do it is the riots started. Because remember, in the riots is when his parents died. Right. So when he grows up, goes after the guy who started the riots.
2: But then he's going after like a 60-year-old Joker at the earliest.
0: Right. Um, but anyway, my question becomes is then <sighs> if that's the case, so 2021 would be the f- the first Batman movie, and, they are, and you already know Joker's not in it. Mm -hmm. So we're looking at maybe 2023, 24, the earliest for a second one. Because they're not going to end one and get right into production. They're going to end one, wait to see how it does, before going into a second one.
2: I mean, they already have a deal.
0: Well, that's the thing. It could be one of those deals where it depends on how much each one's made. Because that's happened in the past, too. Because remember, Chris, o- Chris O'Donnell was signed on to do two more Robin movies.
2: I have faith in Barbara Pattinson. I don't know much about Matt Reeves, but I like Robert Pattinson as an actor. I I don't know who I'd want to play the Joker. I would think it's got to be somebody... Like, my first thought, for some reason, is was Michael Fassbender, who's the... Uh, I mean... He's been in a lot of things. Like he was like Magneto in the new X Men's they made.
0: Okay, okay.
2: I think he could could have been a decent Joker, but I don't know. Oh, this that, this is a role. It's funny. I'm watching a movie with Heath Ledger as we talk about this. But um.
1: Uh. uh that things I hate about you.
2: No, the Patriot.
1: Oh, okay. good one. That was my second <laughs> was guess. One. Yep, the, the things I hate about you was
2: on the list. It's it's on uh, Disney Plus. Um, I, don't I don't know just, who I would want to be Joker. That's that's tough.
0: If you're going in this direction, Taylor Luter. What's his name? No. Let him Taylor do it.
2: You, no Get way. the Twilight guys fighting each other? Let's that's go. That's the complete opposite of what they want <laughs> for these
0: damn movies.
2: <laughs> He's too good looking to be the Joker. That's a, Yeah, it's true.
0: Yeah, I can't see him being Joker. Um, But yeah, uh, so that was that was basically part of the announcement because part when I was the video I was watching today basically talks about DC movies and how they're going to start making a comeback now. Um because they were going to pl- Warner Brothers was about to botch all DC movies until the success of Aquaman, Wonder Woman and Shazam. Which I wasn't really a fan of Shazam.
2: Shazam was fine. Aquaman was fine. I really liked Wonder Woman. Wonder
0: Woman was I, the best of all of them.
2: But, like, apparently people have... I don't know. I, the, the, like, from people I've heard talking about it, they've, like, soured on it. After, like, everybody loved it at first, and now it's... Aquaman. Backwards. No, Wonder Woman.
0: Okay. No, I liked it. Well, I'm excited for I the new one too. to come out this summer.
2: But, like, I don't...
0: I don't, think... I don't know. They, they got Superman it, back. We did get they Superman back.
2: Henry Cavill, which I thought was the only... Like what? It wasn't his fault the movie was bad. He it wasn't his fault they gave him crappy lines.
0: So... What I was reading is that he's back, but more of a no more solo movie, no more main guy movie type of deal. I
2: mean...
0: Cameo type of deals is basically what he's going to be getting.
2: The fact that DC, I mean, they blew a twenty-eight to three lead. They have Batman and Superman, and they can't get
0: anything fucking right. Right. Um. But you know, it was interesting. It was basically um, the art, the thing that I was watching was like comicbooks.com dot com or something on on Instagram was the video, mm-hmm. and the thing that they were talking about was they rushed it that's what it came down to what they should have did was solo movies get all of them in solo movies introduce them have have one just like marvel just like marvel did marvel did the you saw you you got introduced to iron man you know it wasn't great you got introduced to the hulk uh you got introduced to Captain. you got introduced to uh, thor before all before Avengers actually came out
2: see I don't know this is a, a weird thing I don't disagree with you that they and they kind of had tried they didn't do it before Justice League but they all have gotten their own solo movies I guess there was no solo Batman movie but I don't need another solo Batman movie um that's
0: well the their solo movies came after Batman versus Superman where they put them basically all together because in Batman know, Superman.
2: but Superman got his solo movie his solo movie And then they added Batman. No, they had a redo Superman movie.
0: Brandon Roth was terrible.
2: Yeah. But what I'm saying is, like, the first. I've I've thought a lot about this. I don't know where the disconnect is. I don't know what happened. Because the first four of the Marvel movies was it four or five they released? Uh, The first five. So before Avengers, it was Iron Man. Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor, and Cap. Right. right? Before Correct. Avengers. Only one of those movies is
0: really good. Iron Man Like,
2: 1. The, the first Iron Man is really good. The other ones are at best okay. Like, right. Like, I like the first Cap movie. It's fine. The first got... Hulk, uh, Thor movie is fine. The Hulk movie was blah. Iron Man 2, you just had to get Scarlet Witch in. Not Scarlet Witch. Uh, Scarlet Johansson in.
0: Right. Black Widow. So window. we're
2: just... Yeah, we're just making a movie to add her. Which, really,
0: that's all she needed. She didn't need the solo movie yet. People were just so wanting it now. That's why it's coming out soon.
2: To add um, a character. Her and to add, what's his real flippin' name?
0: Uh, War Machine. Okay.
2: Um, But, and then. But that's the thing. You
0: really didn't need to add War Machine there because if you remember in Avengers, War Machine's not a thing.
2: Yeah, he didn't really do anything. You're right. I don't even he think really he was get, in it. No, he might not have been. So they could but, have used
0: that they that could have been done in Iron Man Three. Which could have saved Iron Man Three. Which
2: is what they did. Yeah. I mean they, they added War Machine in Iron Man Three. He like have obviously has a
0: bigger role in that. But, right, but that's when they could have introduced him, is what I meant.
2: Right. But like maybe I maybe I'm comparing it to the other one, so that's what it like I'm comparing those movies to the other movies so that it makes them seem worse. But like they're uh, Besides Iron Man 1, they're all, at best, like, a decent movie. So you don't, obviously... Until like, after Avengers.
0: Them...
2: Yeah, no, before Avengers.
0: Right, but after Avengers is when they started getting, like, a right. couple of solo everything, movies it, that made everything better.
2: But Avengers was obviously awesome, so th- making the solo movies isn't that important to me. Like, they just had to make Justice League good, and... I thought it was it was okay, but it wasn't, you know.
0: Listen, at the end Avengers. of the day, we're gonna see, we're gonna get Snyder's cut, which is gonna be on HBO Max. It's gonna be close to four hours. I, even, I know what you're saying; you're not gonna watch it, but I I can't see you not watching it.
2: Four hours. I didn't watch The Irishman because it was three hours.
0: Okay, but this but this is more. This is bigger.
2: I don't think it is like. My whole... I, I understand it's his cut of the movie. I don't know if it's like an uncut version. I don't want to watch an uncut version of it's a movie. Not they uncut, literally everything it's not an uncut.
0: It's not an uncut version. And there's just more to it. And they introduce somebody... They introduce like Doomsday into it. Like who's... Doomsday
2: so- was in... No, not Doomsday. What was the, the villain in Step Batman vs. Superman? It's not Doomsday. It's no, Jacob it's Mouse. the
0: guy before Doomsday. Oh, I forgot what his name was. I... I don't fucking know. Or was it, was it Doomsday? And I thought it was Doomsday. And then who are they introducing? They, they killed them. That was the whole thing. That's why
2: Superman died. Right. Also, I mean, I, maybe it's not their fault. Maybe he didn't want to do it. They blew it with Brian Cranston not being Lex Luthor. That just got me really excited. And then they picked Jesse Eisenberg, who I like as an actor, but he doesn't fit the role.
0: Right. So Steppenwolf was Justice League.
2: Uh, I'm pretty sure Doomsday. I thought it was Doomsday.
0: Technically it was Lex Luther.
2: I mean, I guess.
0: Yeah, that was Doomsday. So who's gonna be in the yeah. Snyder Cut?
2: So I don't know. That's what I'm saying. The Snyder Cut it's It's overrated. It's like Snyder Cut is a prospect that we've heard about for eighteen years and now he's coming up and I'm like this guy Oh Dark Side. Cut Dark Side Cut- oh, Okay. Dark he's side.
1: the la- it's like the lasting village of uh
2: I, I was gonna say Brendan Nimmo. Like we drafted Brendan Nimmo fifteen years ago. And I'm like, when he gets here, something better go right.
0: Listen, it's also like I'm not even gonna blame Snyder for walking away it was just Warner Brothers wanted the movie on his what was it his daughter like, committed suicide like right when in the middle of production of the movie I, so it's not up, really his fault it's
2: all rough I don't love him as a director in general like
0: what, what, oh, his, that's the thing I don't follow directors I know like I know that's the thing he, he did I don't
2: know if you saw the Watchmen movie he did that and it's all like the same style it's like this weird off colored thing i don't know they all look it all looks the same to me i don't love it
0: he did um the brendan roth movie the not brendan roth the other the the uh, super man of steel no, he, did. he did man of steel oh he did man he of direct, steel yeah, yeah he yeah, directed yeah. man of steel he did dawn of dead uh 300
2: Again, but if you look, watch three hundred, watch those movies. They all look the same, and I don't like that look. It's 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 weird. I don't know.
0: And that's it on him. And he's got some other stuff coming out.
2: I mean, he's like popular. I get it. People like him. I, I don't. I don't
0: love it. He also directed a ZZ Top music video.
2: I mean, <laughs> that if you. I mean, you're that desperate for work. No offense. <laughs>
0: It was also nineteen ninety four when he did that. And was he twelve when he did that? <laughs> How old is this guy? <laughs> this guy's old. This guy's like our dad's age. I don't know. This guy Okay, so I guess
2: I guess that makes sense. Yeah,
0: okay. He's fifty four. Okay, yeah. That's... And you where wanna know I why be? you need to be a fan of his? Do you know where he's from, Vincent? I don't know. Green Bay? Green Bay, Wisconsin. Oh, well. Yeah. Make a
2: better movie and I'll be a fan.
0: Yeah, he's going to make the movie about the um, Green Bay. Maybe he's part owner of your football team. You ever think of that?
2: I'm making zero commitments to watching the Snyder Cut. If I watch it, I watch it. But at this point, the answer is
1: no. Yeah, Yeah, I I only the only movie I saw was uh, Batman Superman and it turned me off so badly that I am waiting for a reboot of the
2: the like just trilogy. start again the only thing is like kind of like what they did with spider-man in the Mar- in the marvel universe i don't need another batman origin story we're, we're done i don't need another superman origin story i'm done just jump into it if you're gonna start again just jump
0: well into it. the way batman versus superman started with the parents getting shot and him kind of being just at the funeral and then falling into the cave that was like the best that was it that was all you needed. It kind of like got the got the gist of what happened to him as a kid, and that's all he needed. Like you know, I know, I get it. I, we, everybody knows. You're probably the, again. <laughs> I don't know what Matt what the plan is with Matt Reeves. Who knows when we're going to get like a <coughs> trailer or something out of it? You know, or even a teaser trailer. I know there's been like teasers of images, and that's about it. Um, but. All you need to do is show his parents getting shot, and that's it.
2: I mean, I don't even need that. <laughs> yeah. I know who Batman is.
0: Do you know who Batman show me, is?
2: Though? Show me the Batmobile. Have some decent villains. That was the other thing about those about the <clears throat> all of the movies. Every one of the DC movies so far, the villains have stunk.
0: Right. They have not been good. They that haven't...
2: Steppenwolf guy was terrible.
0: Well that's why I the don't... Snyder the Snyder cut never had Steppenwolf.
2: They had to have him in a the movie. They didn't just make a guy out of nowhere.
0: No, no, no. He's real in the comic.
2: <clears throat> no, I'm saying you're telling me they inserted a villain who who he did not want at
0: all. Uh from what I understand, that was not the villain of choice for him. His villain of choice was the main was... villain. Right. His was that wasn't the main villain. His villain was um What's his name? What's his name? What did I just say? Darkside. Yeah, Darkside.
2: Okay, whatever. I was. I would have been more interested if they did. What's Deadshot? Would they tease well, Dead they teased the movie. Well, Deadshot's just
0: a. Uh, Deadshot's just a Batman guy. I know, but he, they teased him at the end of the movie. He meets Jesse Eisenberg at the end of the movie. Oh yeah, with um, what's his name from Magic Mike? I, I don't know his name. You know what his guy. name is. You know who I'm talking about.
2: I don't know who it is. It's the guy I don't know Magic Mike. That isn't Channing Tatum. Doomsday... No,
0: Deadshot...
3: That's,
0: that's going to give you a response of Will Smith, most likely. <laughs> no, it's not, because I'm going to go Justice League movie. Why does my iPad like Antonio Just-
2: Banderas. Is
0: that who it was? That's not it. Justice League movie next luther and deathstroke
2: deathstroke right not that shot
0: is that what his name was michael yeah Ro- rosenbaum sure well, no that wasn't that. him i Ugh, it's bothering me now i don't who is this guy Deathstroke except oh Joe Magnolio yeah
2: that Joe Manganiello that's, yeah that's, that's what it
0: is. it is Joe Manganiello okay I don't know what else he was in but yeah Magic Mike It's all that mattered he had the 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 uh, water bottle scene
2: I've never watched Magic Mike,
0: to be completely honest. I've only seen that scene on, on Facebook. Oh,
2: sure. That's fine. <laughs> Listen, you like Magic Mike, It's nothing wrong with it. Listen,
0: Channing Tatum, Channing Tatum. Channing is a, a, a beautiful man. The S&D Podcast channel could be listened to on all podcast platforms, including iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and, of course, s and We could also be found on all of the social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Don't forget, since you love our show so much, make sure to rate, review, and of course, share with all your family and friends. All right, recording episode two hundred and fifty of the SMD podcast show, we decided to bring on one of our oldest, longest friends of the show, uh, our good friend Jay Lopez. What's going on, buddy? How are you?
4: Well, I'm not too old, but but I'll take oldest that, that for, that's for cool. the for I'm the two hundred and fifty uh, episodes,
0: probably the most <laughs> most guests appearances
4: hey i'll take it how you guys doing thanks for having me on again and uh 250 is a big deal and uh congratulations on that and um you know i i'm glad to have been a part of maybe five or six of those 250 that's pretty cool thank you for that
0: (laughs) (laughs) so what's going on or are we calling you uh johnny podcaster now like the uh facebook page whoa
4: Well, now, the the, the deal behind the name change of my social media accounts is because, like I told you a few days ago, I'm actually getting a website made for me by a friend of mine. Uh, And, you know, I just figured when I came up with a domain name, I figured, hmm, I got two podcasts. I've been doing podcasts on the low for about five and a half years. So I was like, hmm. And it just came to me. I thought of Johnny Gargano because he's Johnny Wrestling. So, yeah, I'll be Johnny Podcaster. (laughs) so uh that'll be the place uh second to the com, where you'll be able to find all the shows and all the other stuff and uh everything i do and like i told you before i'm not really a blogger i'm not one to really just type something up and make articles and all that i'm more audio more video type so i'm gonna be getting you know some pretty good content on the site and once everything is created and i know when a real timetable is for it to be done i'll I'll make an announcement about it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So,
0: um, you've also been kind of producing a little in the background over there too. You got your uh, oh, yeah. wife on a show now too.
4: Oh yeah, yeah. I've been bringing people, man. I, I, that's how I do. I make. I got connects. I bring people in. You know, I, I throw my stuff out there, and you know, I got her in. And uh, my wife has been doing pretty good. It kind of similar to the way I started with you guys, because if you remember. Um I had my show with Izzy for about a good year or two but then we you know life happens and we couldn't record anymore so I was doing Facebook live videos back what 2015 2014 something like that I was doing uh before it became cool and now everybody does it but I was the originator I'll take that title Um <laughs> I was doing I maybe did about 12 to 13 Facebook live videos and you kind of threw it out there bro you want to get back into the podcasting game here and I was like I didn't really think about it because I being on my own, I Izzy did most of the producing and editing and recording and all that. I was just I was the co-host that, you know, had the had the wrestling knowledge, you know what I mean? So I was just like, uh, I, I don't really know what to do or how to go about it. But you had the channel coming on as something, you know, it brewing and in the works. And I was like, Yeah, yeah, I'll do it. And then, and, you know, yeah, the, yeah, the wrestling I remember
1: stuff. having you on for all the pay-per-views we'd have you on for every single pay-per-view and we're like jay why don't you just do your own podcast and you're like yo yeah. man, it's not a bad idea and i go hey hit us up because i remember like spending hours i remember passing out during your podcast one night cause it was, like, <laughs> it was fucking 2 a.m i'm like yo guys i gotta go work tomorrow
4: yo here's the bad thing about that we wouldn't start recording till about 10 11 o'clock and it's a freaking yeah. weekend weekday because <laughs> <laughs> and one time we had Dan on, and I think it was for like a WrestleMania episode. It was episode. a
1: Mania preview show. And, yeah. I was like, and we Mark. were
4: going and going and going.
1: <laughs> and I texted you on the side. I'm like, bro, enough already. <laughs> it
4: was like, it was like, yo, I fell asleep, woke up, and we still talking. It was like, <laughs> but, um, but you know, I, I mean, I think, honestly, the longest show I think I've ever done, and probably Steve can tell you because he had to edit it. Um, It was probably like maybe a good four hours and ten minutes or some crap like that when I've had like maybe two or three guests on. Well, so, you know?
0: I'll never forget, Danny. Remember when we did like our first ever baseball preview show?
1: Oh, yeah, but that was cool, though. That we was did like five hey.
0: hours of baseball talk <laughs> and had like three guests, and I remember like uploading it, and we had uploaded it into two files because of the fact <laughs> that it wouldn't let me
1: upload <laughs> one large file. That's hilarious. So, so Jay, I, I once again I want you to promote also our uh our um Owen Hart podcast that we oh, did yeah, 2 weeks ago, but life happens and you we finally uh <laughs> sent it out last week. Um I thought I thought that was one of our not the to two own horns, but I definitely thought it was one of our better works together. So if you haven't listened to that podcast yet, I definitely recommend it if you liked wrestling back in the day during the Attitude era. And Pre-Attitude Era with Owen Hart, I definitely recommend it. Um, oh, yeah. And I, was, I can't wait for our Undertaker one. I can't wait for the Taker one when the series actually wraps up, and we'll we'll dive into the Taker one as That, well.
0: t- that series is taking longer than him walking to the ring at of WrestleMania. Oh,
4: it's taking longer than the Jordan one. I'm like, what are they waiting for? It was only supposed to be five parts. It's been on part three for the past three weeks. Right. They oh, took no. a break. <laughs> <laughs> they took a break. I'm waiting for the next one. I'm like, uh, uh, but yeah, man, dude, the the Owen Hart episode, not for none. Uh, like you said, not to toot, but I've been getting a lot of uh, good reviews from people, getting text messages, emails, and stuff, telling me, you know, that was a good one and stuff. The funny thing about that is, like I told, like I told Steve, um, my original plan for that was to have multiple guests, but like I said before, life happens, and I recorded that episode with dan before i got my new equipment that i bought to record (laughs) so the sound was different from one from the interview i did with dan and my intro so (laughs) so it's hilarious because the intro i sound perfect bro like everything's cool sounds good and then my voice is super loud with the interview with dan like unreal like i'm on top of the mic you know what i mean so it's like you know whatever it happens it was still it was a great show I'm proud of it, and um, you know I'm getting closer and closer to that elusive episode 50 that that's like been dodging me for the past year and a half. You would think all this time I would have 150 shows by now, but you know what? What I don't have in a show every week is each show that I do has a lot of content on it, so I'm I'm happy with that.
0: Right, you hit everything. You do, you don't just stick to WWE. You go NXT, AEW. You've been hitting. You've been hitting it all over the place.
4: Yeah, man. Yeah. And then with the with the inclusion of my horror show, which uh I'm gonna do another one this week, I decided to talk about uh a horror movie that, that I was one of my favorites as a child and uh it's one of the good ones. It's uh well an American Lord of the Girl Rings? In oh, I do London. I thought you were gonna say Lord of the Rings.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, Lord of so that, the Rings would...
2: for Lord uh, of the Rings going on right now. Yeah is,
4: That would um... be a horror for me to look at, but um <laughs> I'm
2: getting salt on this.
4: We're Star Wars
2: fans, and they made the same story three times.
4: Well, yeah, yeah, but, you know, it's still bad. Anyway.
3: <laughs>
4: yeah, I, I don't want to see Elijah Wood more than, than I have to on my TV screen. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, so I'm going to talk about American Wolf in London. It's one of my favorites. About, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen or remembered or whatever, but it was a goodie. So I'm going to get into that in my next Nightmares on J Street horror podcast episode that I got coming up.
2: <laughs> so I don't believe we've had you on since um, oh, Here it comes. I, maybe you became a Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan. I don't know.
0: Are we? Oh,
1: uh, man. Have the allegiance has changed. He's down there already, so I might as well. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's basically now, neighbors let, with the let, with the
4: stadium. I'll tell you this. I'm about maybe an hour and a half from Tampa Bay, okay? Um, And I'm not going to lie and to say that I looked at what the season tickets would look like. You know what I mean? Um, I'm
1: still mad at my mother-in-law for not listening (laughs) to me.
4: (laughs) And, And not for nothing, since the pandemic, the tickets were really, really cheap. But I had some other purchases that I had to make and I had to weigh the options, and I was like, eh, nah, I won't do that. So However, as a lifelong Patriots fan, I am still rooting for the New England Patriots. Um, uh, it, hoping that Jared Stidham turns into the next whatever or whoever, you know what I mean? Um, do I wish Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski and all these guys success? Absolutely, absolutely. And um, obviously we're gonna hit a big downslide coming up this season if there is a season. Um. And if the Patriots aren't there, which they probably won't be, even if there is a season, and Tampa Bay is there, I will be rooting for Tom. No, no, you know, without a doubt.
2: Figured that.
0: Yeah, he couldn't buy tickets to the Patriots. He bought all the podcast stuff that he just got. It was, exactly. either, the, it was either the podcast stuff or, or Tampa Bay Buccaneers tickets. <laughs> the investment, was, the, he took the right investment because think about it. Brady's going to leave. Right. Brady may retire after the year or after two years. He's only got a two-year deal down there. So then what's going to happen?
4: Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to have to be a diehard Jared Stidham fan or if we get Trevor Lawrence next year, I'm going to have to deal with that.
0: Suck for Lawrence.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I don't know what Belichick is going to do this coming season. He always has some plan up his sleeve that nobody knows about, so... Well, we'll see what he does. The
0: funniest thing ever that could happen is that they're so bad this year and he just like you draft Lawrence and he and next year you just blow everybody away again and they just kind of be like this was actually the plan. We wanted to give other teams opportunity.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean as far as the the dynasty that we know, it's definitely over, for sure. As a diehard, I could say that without even without even thinking twice about it that dynasty is done we're not sniffing a super bowl for a while you know i mean um i think with the team we got now we have to turn into a running football team and continue upgrading the defense because with that offense we're not doing anything in terms of receiving core and all that stuff so we're gonna have to be you know steel curtain you know run running football team to do anything
0: Yeah. <laughs> so uh we were kind of talking about the podcast recently and uh you do the wrestling podcast. What are we uh what are we talking about coming up?
4: Well, I got episode forty eight in the works already, and uh I'm gonna be getting into this past weekend's NXT takeover in your house show. Uh okay. taking us back to nineteen ninety five with uh Todd Pettingill. Um I'm gonna get into that. Um <laughs> can't and, believe uh, he was there. What happened?
0: <laughs> they literally just like, hey, we're here. Well, we're going to dig whatever we can out of the basement of this place.
1: Well, there's hey. no more PLJ anymore. So I'm sure he had plenty of time to do it.
4: Yeah, there's no more Todd in the morning, so they had to do something with him for this thing. Well, a lot of people you know, will joke on it, but yo, Todd Pettingill back in the day was probably the hardest working dude in show business when it comes to WWE in the early 90s. That dude was everywhere. Every show... Every pre show, superstars, Michael paper. Cole Michael Cole before Michael Cole. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly who he was. Very true. You know? And Michael Cole, I think at that time, was doing like CNN. Like he was like doing coverages on wars and all that shit before going to WWE. And um, when they brought him in, he literally took the place of Todd Pettengill. Todd Pettengill brought him in and got him that gig. So, and Michael Cole's been on our screens for almost freaking 25 years already. So it's like, Oh,
3: it's
4: but, um, but yeah, man, Todd, Todd Pettengill sounds the same. I mean, he's obviously aged, but he, you know, it, w- it was cool. No more that was mal- like For me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to get into NXT takeover. Going to talk about my man, killer carrying cross the, his future, what his future is looking like, in my opinion, which the future looks bright for me, especially with Scarlett Bordeaux with him. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Then I'm going to get into Monday Night Raw from last night and then go right into Backlash that's coming up this Sunday on the network. Um, I still haven't checked, Steve, what the difference is between the free version of the WWE Network and the regular version of the WWE Network. Have you noticed? No pay per views. Oh, no no pay per views. Okay. But they get everything else.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You get everything except for you don't get the the pay per views. But Mm, those, well, Quote-unquote pay-per-view. I don't know if you can consider it pay-per-view anymore.
4: It's uh, (laughs) special events. (laughs) Yeah. And and the plan
0: is to be at full sale when they start opening
4: it? Oh, yeah. I mean, you're going to see me on TV again. For sure. For sure. I can't wait for that, man, when they start opening up for for crowds. I mean, I have a friend of mine who's an independent wrestler who's wrestling in Fort Lauderdale uh, the weekend of Father's Day. And, um, they're selling tickets for that live event in Fort Lauderdale for the independent show. Like, I- I'm just wondering in the back of my brain, how are they doing seating at an independent show that doesn't hold the big crowd to begin with? I don't know how they're going to do that, but you know, I was looking into it cause the dude is a friend of mine and stuff. And he's the one who hooked me up with, uh, with my interview with pro wrestling star Ricky Reyes. So, you know, I was going to go support him and go check out the show, but I'm wondering how they're going to do their seating arrangements. Right you know trying to stay away from that rona you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) but you said they don't have it down there (laughs) well they do it's just nothing like what you guys have seen (laughs) but but yeah man i mean like i said i'm i'm excited with you know the way things have been going with the show you guys gave me the opportunity years back to jump on the channel and very appreciative. very appreciative about it you know so thank you guys for
0: that. Yeah, man. no questions. And we're happy to have you. We love doing it. Um, I love when you send me seven shows at one time. It's the best.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yo, there'll be times where Steve is like, yo, you got any shows for me? I'm like, hell yeah, dude. And <laughs> then there you go. <laughs> he,
0: he literally sent me a Oh, Texted me about something. <laughs> and it took me 24 hours to call him to ask him about it because I was so <laughs> confused about it.
4: Yeah. He's like, bro, I'm going to just call you, man. Cause I have no idea what the heck you just said. <laughs> oh man, it's fun, but it's going to yep. get much easier now that I'm strictly using my, uh, my new beautiful, highly expensive roadcaster pro <laughs> for the rest of my, uh, recording jobs. <laughs> Awesome.
1: So. Once again, thank you Jay for coming on. I uh, can't wait yeah, to do man. more work with you. And yes, uh, we'll catch you later.
4: Yeah, yeah, man. Oh, wait. By the way, by the way, um I heard your last show and uh I I can't help but but thinking oh, about What did we say? Whoops. About, <laughs> <thinking> <laughs> about, <laughs> about <laughs> my favorite uh Adam Sandler movies of all time. Oh, okay, I was, okay, I was okay. thinking. Here, Let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um now I gave it thought then but I haven't thought about it since, but, um, <laughs> but, um, I, I definitely am thinking, uh, Billy Madison is one of my faves. We know that uh, that
1: was the, that was the stipulation.
4: Oh, was, uh, was that, was that one of the ones that was out?
1: That one? Yeah. That and, yeah. The, and, yeah. The happy, that Gilmore. and happy Gilmore.
4: No, okay. Billy Madison. Okay. So I'll take that. All right. Yeah. So happy I going. say water, water boy is one of my faves. Um, uh, Hidden Gems was pretty good. Um, it, it's definitely something different than what he's done, you know, throughout his career. Um, I don't know if you guys ever saw saw a movie called The Cobbler.
0: I saw that one. The one no. when he's with the with the is that the the shoe store? The,
4: the shoe store. Yeah, that yeah. he is a shoe repair guy, and
0: each pair of shoes pair of is a different dress. has magic in it.
4: Yeah, yeah. I I what missed, I, that, 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 I I
1: missed shoe, that one. What?
4: It yeah, may be it's on like, Netflix. Whatever shoes he puts on, he becomes that person. Yeah I, I missed cool. that one. yeah, I missed that one. Um and since I've seen it like a million times with like my kid, Bedtime Stories is a good one. Um Very underrated. Yeah, that's pretty good. that's yeah. a pretty good one. And uh shoot, that's four, right? I got one more. Um Oh, Bulletproof with Damon Williams, Damon, uh, Damon Wayans was pretty cool for me. Man, you're just going,
1: you're just going off the cuff on these. Yeah. yeah.
4: (laughs) That's what I do. I I try. I mean, I I said two of the most infamous, like Billy Madison and stuff off the top, but, but yeah, I try to think of stuff that not everybody would say, you know what I mean? So yeah, those in particular, I thought were pretty cool for Adam Sandler. So with that, I'm gonna let y'all let y'all go because y'all probably got. Jay, plug away stuff to talk before about. you go. Oh, absolutely. So once again, I got episode 48 of the Jay's Weekend Wrestling Podcast that should be sent to Steve any day now. Um, I got episode 3 I'll see in of a week. <laughs> I got a uh, episode three of Nightmares on Jay Street coming down the pike. Um, my wife is also going to be coming out. She does a new episode every Friday. So I got one of her shows coming to Steve anytime now. Um, And yeah, johnnypodcast.com is coming soon. When I know, you will know. And uh, yeah, catch me on every social media outlet. Guys, congratulations on 250. Here's to another 250. Thanks, Thank you all, man.
0: Introducing S N Snapshots, a new photography business started up by S N D podcast co-host Stephen. Make sure to follow him on all of social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, by searching S N Snapshots. That's shots with a Z. He can also be reached very easily through his website snsnapshots.com. So if you need a photographer for any sort of event and or project, contact S N Snapshots now.
2: All right, thanks to Jay for joining us. Uh, always good to talk to him uh we are gonna get into our top five list and we saved it for later on in the show because there's gonna be a lot to talk about theres there's every time we bring up a uh, a met player's name and the list is top five met favorite met uh, I guess position players right but again with our there's situation there's two, two we don't want Right, we don't want the, this list to be, well, I like Mike Piazza, I like David Wright. So, you can't use them. Mike Piazza, David Wright, not allowed. And nobody that is currently on the team is allowed. So, that basically takes out three of mine list, pretty much. I don't
0: know about you guys.
1: No, I'm still good. I'm yeah, still you good.
0: know what's funny?
2: I was still, I I actually, actually have did...
1: an honorary mention list. Like, I, I, could, I could have
0: done ten. I, I could definitely give some honorary mentions also. Um... Yeah,
2: I have some honorary mentions too, but it was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be, honestly, like narrowing it down. I just have one question
0: before we start, Vin. Surely. Is Bernard Gilkey number one, or Butch? Was it Butch? One of the two. It's
2: Bernard Gilkey, and I might as well start, because Bernard Gilkey's number
0: five. Okay, okay, okay. I kind of thought he'd be number one for his Men in Black appearance, but...
2: No. Well, one, that was the cool thing, was obviously he was Men in Black. So it's like, that's a great movie when you're a kid, you love it, and then it's like, oh, the Mets are in a movie, and it's Bernard Gilkey. But also, Bernard Gilkey had a ridiculous season and I think it was 1996. It was either 96 or 97. But he had, he hit like 30 homers, he had like 40 doubles, and then he got traded
0: because
2: he was uh, probably a steroid guy. But we don't
0: have to... Get into that. Who knows? Well, speaking of, by the way, Sunday. I'm pretty excited about that this week.
2: Yes, I'm definitely going to watch that Sunday. 30 for
0: 30. Yeah. Oh, yes. Summer of
1: 98. Good call. Yeah, yes. I got to DVR that. For sure. Okay, so. Yeah, it was
0: 1996.
2: 30 homers, 44 doubles, and he hit 317. He was a beast, and it was the first season I was watching baseball, and he was the best. I didn't so, really. Yeah,
0: Bernard Goki the Danny, you want to go? You want me to go? How do you want to do this? Your call.
1: Um, you can go. All
0: right. So my number five, um, was John Olerud. Um yeah. I just loved the way he swung the bat. Just, mm-hmm. just that pure. Never was power. He was one of those rare guys when everybody was he. He was on the team in that like, home run heavy, major league baseball. Just homer, homer, homer. We were just talking ninety eight, right? John yep. Oliver was the complete opposite of all that. And he just swung the bat. And then I heard an interesting story that I never knew recently is that whenever him and his wife were actually in the city, he would take the subway to games. Yeah, Every... I,
1: sent, I sent you the video. Was that you that sent week. the video?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was super interesting, super cool with that. And uh, But yeah, he... Uh... But the funniest part of that video
2: was he... Said he took the train. Father. No, so but so his wife could use the car, and that's mm-hmm. like that's the most like that guy's from Seattle thing ever.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. So that's my number five. John O just loved the way like what do you, I think it was three seventeen he hit that one year ninety eight or ninety nine, and three
2: fifty four he
0: hit in nineteen ninety eight. Wow, even crazy, Un- yeah. freaking believable. Yeah, uh, I think that
2: might be like the best. A Mets
1: ever had the the, That is the best oh, Met yeah, of yeah, all time. Is, that is yeah. the
0: met single season record, and again, I mean,
1: Chris was close to it, but he didn't get there. And again,
0: mm-hmm. it was never about the home runs for him, it was getting what was it like 15 straight games on base or played appearances on hit, base or something like that. He hit
2: 22 homers that year, pretty good, but like it wasn't very much in the Keith Hernandez, almost like Keith Hernandez kind and, of model. And of
0: he player. was good defensively. Oh, yeah, very good that that, that uh, 99 uh, uh, year uh, they three that was that 99 team that that defense was what was going to lead the Mets the following year until i forgot what it, what his name was who slid into Rayo Ray Adonis, a shorts but anyway Dodger player that's all I remember
2: i don't remember that yeah it's not
1: regular the
0: bell well wait right, when Rayo duez broke his arm in 2000 and then we had a trade for mike
1: All mm-hmm. all right danny who do you got Um, I thought I was going to have him earlier on the list, but the list was just too good for me to have him at number five. Uh, Todd Hundley, um, the first power hitter of me watching the Mets. Um, he was a switch hitting catcher. He had the Mets team record with 41 home runs until the season along with Carlos Beltran up until, uh, this season with Pete Alonso blowing it out of the water he was basically the only one of the popular Mets before they traded, uh, traded him away because of Mike Piazza coming over. So he was one of the first early day favorite Mets of mine. Uh, I actually saw when I was moving back in with my parents, uh, with my wife, I actually saw the pennant I had of Todd Hundley all those many years ago. My dad still kept it in the basement somewhere. So... It was pretty cool uh, to find that a couple a couple months ago. So I'm oh, going Todd Huntley. I mean, my
2: last memories of him is him playing left field after they traded for Piazza. Unfortunately.
1: Yeah, unfortunately. But, but. he was a two-time All Star in '96, '97, and like I said, he he had the team record for all these years until last year. So. Right. I'm just saying. Okay. 41 yeah. homers 112 Rbis that season pretty good, mm-hmm.
0: pretty
2: good.
1: and then he had 30 and 97
0: and then yep. you could have told me he was dead for the longest time and the guy just poof showed up at city field last year
1: yeah exactly <laughs> exactly. exactly but yeah he was he was one of my original favorites
0: all right Vin.
2: uh oh where is my turn Number um four. Yes, number four for me is Fonzie, Eduardo Alfonso, of course. Um, again from that era of team. It was I was trying to trying to think back through this list. It was hard to like I guess remember not remember the guys, but like who were my favorites. You know, we were young or whatever. But Fonzie was always one of my favorites. I remember him when he was uh, at the last game at Shea. I was that one for some reason that one like got me when he came out during the uh, the introductions or whatever. But one of honestly one of the best pure hitters in Met history for that stretch. He hit three hundred twice, twenty seven homers and twenty five homers, great defensive player, moved around when they needed him to when they got Ventura, and mm-hmm. then after return left, he went back to third base. Just all around great guy.
0: Do you remember who played third base when he first came up?
2: When who first came up?
0: When Fonzie was first playing second base. When Fonzie was getting called up. He played third. Right, right, right. Do you know who played third before him? In In 1994?
2: No. Jeff Kent. Oh, you're right, Jeff Kent. Yep. What oh, a Kent. bum. <laughs> I mean, obviously not a bum at all, but like, what a Met bum.
0: So, yeah. yeah. Fonzie got MVP votes three years.
1: Yeah. He also was went actually... six for six
0: in the Astrodome. Mm-hmm.
1: And also, he was more clutch than Mike Piazza at times. This People forget that.
0: Again, another so. guy who was a pure hitter, but still mm-hmm. had his share of home runs.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure. No one could forget 99 when he hit a home run in the extra innings against the D-backs in game one. Grand slam.
4: Yep. So. Todd Pratt, baby.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was
2: right. That Todd Pratt series. But, yes. You know. Yes. the grand slam in game one it was fun going through youtube the last
1: couple of days
0: side note on the Todd Pratt series I had this like paddle ball game that Jason and I were playing in the backyard and I just heard my dad yell and we ran into the front ran in through the front door (laughs) to find out what was going on that was when Todd Pratt hit the home run
1: I was at my grandma's in Brooklyn (laughs) all of us were around the TV going nuts
2: yeah good times yes uh, Danny, right number? No, four? Steve. 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 I forgot which order we
1: went
0: in. It's okay. Um, number four. I have more of a recent player. Um, who was almost the manager, Carlos Beltran. Just okay. If you take away him, and you know, Mike Cameron diving into each other face first. You know, just when we got him, was that feel of. Wow, we just signed one of the best players in baseball. when mm-hmm. we signed him. And he came in and he produced. And, you know, Vin, you and I have this conversation all the time about Hall of Fame hat. And just, I don't know, I still think it should be Mets. It'll be interesting to see where it goes, considering him and the Mets and the Royals have basically the same numbers for him. Um, but, yeah. The Carlos issue brother.
2: is... Quickly on the Hall of Fame hat, I don't think he can wear one now after the manager stuff that's happened. I think when he gets in, because I don't know if it'll, I don't think it'll keep him out, but he's gonna be a no hat guy and no logo guy. And he's played for way, way too many teams.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, that's just Stanley. Beltran's my guy.
1: Okay. Danny, yeah. Um. See, I was gonna go with Beltran and I obviously have Fonzie later in the list so I'm going to go with my personal gut and he was already going to be on my list because I knew Beltran was going to be on everybody's list and I was going to give a different name but for whatever reason I always gravitated towards him and loved him for the couple seasons he was on the Mets Um, Cliff Floyd he was honorable mention but close Uh,
0: Cliff Floyd's my man
1: yeah Cliff Floyd's Uh, one of my honorable
2: mentions
0: too anyway go ahead sorry
1: Benny Ogbayani. Okay. uh,
0: The flying Hawaiian.
1: I don't know why, but whatever, I just loved him. It was whenever he came up, he had, like, that streak of hitting home runs, like, a couple of games. It wasn't the Mike Jacobs uh, crazy of a stat, but he was just as close to, like, that status of, like, wow, all right, awesome, he's flying Hawaiian, he's big, he's basically our leadoff hitter in 2000 um he, he i don't know he wasn't the best player obviously but i did i did like him a lot and i won't forget game three of the 2000 lds against the giants when he had a walk-off mm-hmm. um i actually heard gary's home run call of that uh today on youtube so that was pretty cool but i always 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 liked benny Agbayani and uh, he, he's he's definitely on my list and there, there, That's basically all I can say about Benny Agbayani. But he always brings a smile on my face. I'll never forget. Remember Japan? He they played in Japan. The start yes. two thousand. Yes. He hit a grand slam. It, it was it was against just like against the Cubs. Against the Cubs and everybody waking up at five a.m. to watch it. I was also at the
0: game. Out. I was also at the game where he gave the ball when to the fan with ball. two outs.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't there, but I do remember seeing that. Uh, but yeah, Benny Ogbanje is definitely. Definitely up there in my memories of one of two,
2: my favorite Two things on him. I mean, he hit 14 homers and 15 homers, but in like a half a season's worth of at bats in 1999. Yeah. yeah. So that's a pretty good home run pace. Yeah. Also, I it was literally took me until like yesterday to realize the Hawaii 5-0 thing. Yeah. Like he was wearing number 50. That never crossed my mind ever <laughs> until yeah. yesterday.
1: And like, it's like looking back on it at the 20th anniversary of the NL championship championship team, our outfield, man, that was like, <laughs> if you look at it today, it was like an absolute disaster, but like it was just I, prospects that just didn't pan out between I have those,
0: Timo Perez,
1: Timo Perez, Jay Payton, and, uh, Benioff Miami. Oh.
0: Steven,
2: are we going to talk more about Jay Payton later? Is he on your list? He's not on my list. I know He's an you're not okay, You were, I know you were a big Jay Payton guy. So you were the big Jay Payton guy. That was you.
0: I I mean, the guy got hit in the head with a fastball and stood up and charged the mound in the same motion. How do you not be a fan of that guy?
4: Yeah. Forgot about that.
0: (laughs) That guy was the the definition of steroids. (laughs) Oh, for sure. All right, then, number three. Number three three. We're going back to the
2: well of Carlos's, only this time it's Carlos Delgado. Okay. Um
0: mention mention for me.
2: I mean yeah, he was only a Met for four years. But feels like a year and a half. Yeah, it feels like two seasons. (laughs) Because we just try to forget that that team. But like you know, the the leader that they needed on that O six team was basically an MVP candidate in '08. Um, he finished. He finished ninth in the voting. Okay, but
0: um, never going to make it in the Hall of
2: Fame. And insanely, only was on the Hall of Fame for for one uh, year and didn't get enough votes. Never made any sense to me. Four hundred eighty-three. No, four hundred seventy-three home runs. Left-handed. Yeah, just the the ultimate pro.
0: Always, always loved Elgato. Okay. Uh, number three for me is Todd Hundley. He was one of my first favorite power hitters on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, just again, like we said, before Piazza, he was the catcher. He was it. Um, interesting enough, I saw a video recently. It was Pedro Martinez pitching for the Expos. I forgot who was at bat. Gave up a hit to somebody that went down the It was Vlad Guerrero's rookie year. Went okay. down the line at Shea. From the wall, Vlad Guerrero threw, threw Todd Hundley out at the plate. And yeah, like I if, saw that too. And if you Howie watch the video, yeah, I think Howie he was going. And if you watch the video closely, the ball gets there before Todd Hundley enters the screen.
2: You don't know who hit the ball, Stephen. We talked about this. It was Carlos Baerga.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's we, right. We I sent you the week. video. Carlos Baerga, <laughs> yeah, the greatest the hitter against Pedro of all time.
2: <laughs> yeah, he hit like five hundred against Pedro. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. But yeah, Todd Hundley, just again that first pure power hitter that we got to watch. That at least mm-hmm. I got to watch.
1: Mm-hmm. Danny. Um. Number three. Um. I'm going with Fonzie, uh, basically all the reasons Vin said. It, it was, it was, he was just uh, such an underrated and forgotten guy in all those teams last, the, those couple years because we had uh, John Allerud that one year, the greatest infield ever. Uh, he was part of second base for that with Ventura playing at third and Allerud at first and Ray Donia at shortstop. And he was always quiet, and like everybody, uh, all the other players had some shine, and he should have gotten more recognition than us ca- more hardcore meth fans than he really gotten uh, back then. But F- Fonzie was the man, so he's he's number three for me. Basically, what we already talked about him, so I'm gonna leave it alone on that. Okay,
2: all right, even number two. Uh, uh, number two for me is Beltron. Uh, again, we talked about most of the reasons. Uh, the biggest, one of the biggest free agent signings, probably the best free agent signing the Mets have ever had, um, mm-hmm. was way better than people obviously give him credit for. He gets hit on, hate on, because we talked about it—the strikeout and uh, mm-hmm. perceived laziness and all that nonsense. Great player, one of the best all-around position players he's ever had.
1: Yeah, I never understood the lazy, lazy uh, talk. No. That, that I've never made sense
2: to me. No, it annoyed. Yeah, it was it never made sense. But that was, you know... Yeah. There were some other issues going on there.
1: Yeah, oh, for sure. Uh,
2: okay, Steven, number two.
0: Number two for me, um, Special Place in the Heart, because it was actually my grandfather's favorite player to watch at the games we went to. Uh, Robin Ventura. Um, okay. Batman. Just all around was the key to... The, the last piece of the two thousand season, if you really want to think about it. Mm-hmm. Um was brought in one of the best third basemen that we've ever six had six
2: gold Gloves,
0: Right. Um I'll never forget, you know, quote unquote sleeping during the uh the extra inning game for the Grand Slam single and my dad like sneaking me downstairs to watch it while my mom wasn't paying attention. You know, because we had school the next day. Um just it was one of my grandfather's favorite players and just just watching again another guy who just had that swing that when he hit the wall you knew it was going out of the ballpark the lefty swing that le- yeah. that's that like you know you know i have a, i have a, a soft touch for that lefty swing olorud ventura yeah. conforto it's a beautiful it's a beautiful one especially his just a beautiful one for sure danny danny
1: all right so this is a tough one um I'm going to say this one, but he should be the next one. But the next person is very close to my heart. Um, I'm going to go Jose Reyes, uh, number two. Ooh. And, um, okay. Just the simple electricity of what he brought to Shea Stadium and Citi Field before he left with the, the Marlins was just pure electric. And he was just the catalyst of that team, uh, for better or for worse. he He was the catalyst to go... Along with David Wright, David Wright was Batman. He was David Wright's Robin, and just the pure excitement, the joy of the game, just making the Jose chance at Shea Stadium those bunch of years, and I love Jose is just. I brings a smile to my face the early day Jose's, and it was awesome to see him growing into a better hitter, not the all or nothing hitter he. Originally was at the start of his career, and uh, to win a batting title, and then him, unfortunately getting into trouble, and then him coming back for that year playing third base was it was fun to see him come back, obviously for the wrong reasons, but um race will always be one of my top uh, four, top five Mets of all time, not including uh pitchers for sure. Yeah,
2: I mean, I think as yes, we all loved him when he was back in the day when he was good. I- The the other stuff turned me off. And then, like, he was the worst third baseman I've ever seen in my life. Like, he just didn't, could not play third base. I don't know why. Yeah. I couldn't figure it out.
1: I don't know. And then Um, then the whole. He was worse uh, at pitching.
2: Yeah, Yeah, it was fun. He did pitch. (laughs) I mean, we love poses. Whatever. All right. right. Number one, Vin. This honestly it was a tough thing who to put one and I, this guy i don't know if he, he might be on danny's list i know danny's a fan of him as well and it's, it might be surprising i think number one is curtis granderson
1: oh no he's actually not a number one oh, on number Oh wow
0: list. <laughs> i actually have an honorable mention but
1: it
2: was an off the board pick but like there isn't a better guy in, in, in baseball. We've talked about that, you know, endlessly. You can't say a bad word about him. Yeah. And he literally did, he was signed here to hit fourth and protect David Wright, but mm-hmm. he did literally anything the Mets told him oh, to do. He, uh, yeah. he played center field, even though he wasn't the best of center fielder. Then he moved to play right field. Then he, he played some left field. He, you know, was by far the MVP of that 2015 team, minus Cespedes in those two months, but Full mm-hmm. season, MVP, Curtis Granderson for sure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, mean, I will always have a, you know, I always respect Curtis Granderson and
1: always one of my favorites. Yeah, he's number six, unfortunately, on my list. But yeah, I mean,
2: it was tough between him, Beltran, Delgado, but I, I mm-hmm. think just because the kind of guy he is, I
1: wanted to Oh, play. yeah, f- of course. Okay,
0: Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, so I had at number one my original favorite Met, Ray Adonis. That 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 right. shortstop class was just incredible. So to see what they were getting in the Bronx with Jeter, at least we got that defensively. You know. He wouldn't hit a home run until September every year, but you know Grand Slam. Right. And it was always a grand slam in a big that situation. Um but yeah, just watching him play defense just, just he was our defensive, you know. Derek Jeter in a way you saw him making those same type of plays just like Jeter was making and that was that was, I just the team was never good so the energy the electricity of watching those defensive plays just always had a had a spot for me it was definitely my first favorite met.
2: um oh man
0: yikes
1: what well, like, you can't drop a bomb like I'm that. So, without, no, it's he's not. He's looking at his
0: batting league. statistics.
1: No
2: one, no, no. no I, I did pull up Riardonias' stats. You said earlier somebody broke his leg, right? Broke his arm, whatever it was. Broke his arm.
0: It was in L. Like a. was second
2: base. You were right. It was a Dodger. Do you know who it was? Oh, it I, is it
0: definitely wasn't current, Chase ugly.
2: Current announcer oh. for the Washington Nationals, F. P. Santangelo. Oh,
1: wow!
2: Broke his arm. There you go.
0: He had a plate to have plates put into his arm, and then we lost him for the 2000 season. And if I remember correctly, um, Ray or. I'm looking at it right now.
2: He came back in 2001.
0: Right, right. He came back in 2001. But when he did break his arm in 2000, he had. Where was it? Let's see if it's right. Oh, no. I thought there was. For some reason, I thought there was a year where he had, like,. Five or six home runs before he like got hurt. No. Oh, no,
2: he hit the home runs when he came back. He hit three the next year he came back. Right. I mean, but this is he's. I mean, quite a, quite a terrible offensive player.
0: He's also an original Tampa Bay Devil Ray. So. is he it, No, no, he couldn't have oh, no. been. Oh no, no, no. Yeah. I forgot what team they. Wait, year they started.
1: Yeah, they started in '98.
0: Yeah.
2: Anyway, Ray Adonis. So if pick that throw, I mean, the kind of famous throw he made from his knees, the relay throw, ridiculous.
1: Oh, yeah, of course.
0: All righty, Danny. Who is number one?
1: My number one is I felt like I always defended him to the earth and back, uh, to the end of the world and back, and he finally proved me right. Uh in his magical playoff run in 15 uh, it was Daniel Murphy Uh, for whatever reason, because he didn't have a position. He wasn't great defensively, just fans. He was always my guy. And I, I just always loved Murph. And he he came to the field every day, went, played hard, played. He played with his butt off every game. Um, he wasn't the power hitter until the playoffs in 15 and when he became in Washington national, but I got such rec, I f- got some such good, like, Oh, finally when uh, Murphy went off in the playoffs in 15. So I always had a sweet spot for Murph. Um, let's see. It was, I'll never forget going to Sha uh, city field and he he's knee imploded with second base and David Wright, he had no oh, i forgot who played short that game he got hurt then he had to play short he got hurt and then David Wright had to play shortstop for the rest of the game that was like 2011 2012 that was really fun and he he missed obviously missed the rest of the season but he came back healthy got an all-star game in 14 um he was just an ultimate pro, and unfortunately not enough people liked him until the end of the, his Met run, and then go figure, he became that star that he continued to stay hot with uh, with the Nets for a couple years, and he just killed us. But Mur- Murph was my number one. I
2: I don't know. I feel like I might have been one of those people that was too hard on Murph. It just – he. I mean, he definitely gave him credit for – Doing whatever the Mets asked him to do, he played first, mm-hmm. he played second, he played third, he played the outfield. He, you know, people forget he was on the 2008 team, like he was a soldier yeah. the entire time. Yeah. But like I'll never, I don't know, I'll never forget during that playoff run when he was going off. I there was a video earlier in the season where he just forgot how many outs there were and just walked off second base after we scored a run, like clapping, walking away. And, and, and that's like, the there, thing where there was only one out, and I was like, he, he was how always did
1: this guy become that guy. <laughs> he's always it he was so unpredictable because he would do something so stupid and then the next game or the game later he would make up like a most random smart play and you're like right. how is this the same player like for example in the Dodgers series right um <laughs> he he made that heads up play he, he ran to second and then he saw no one covering third in game five and he, he got to third with no problem and manufactured a run and it even I mean, Josh he won Lewin five almost by himself. Yeah, and just <laughs> Josh, Josh Lewin even made the joke of, like, who is this Daniel Murphy? Because of all the boneheaded plays he's made throughout his Met tenure, and then we'll never forget Gary calling him a net negative before that series. We shouldn't re-sign him, blah, 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 blah. Here's why. And then here's rightfully so, and then the Mets not really offering him anything just being the Mets. And then got burned for him going to the Nats. Um, but he's he's still playing with the uh, Rockies as we speak if the season ever gets going. But yeah. So Murph's always been my guy.
0: So I looked up this 1999 Devil Rays team. Just kind of okay. switch topics a little bit.
1: Off Fogs, topic. right? Uh,
0: John Flaherty was the catcher.
2: This is the inaugural Tampa Bay Devil Rays?
0: Yes. 1998. Okay. Fred McGriff. Miguel Cairo played second base for them.
2: Oh mean, Miguel Cairo.
0: Mike Kelly was their left fielder. Quentin McCracken was their right fielder. Oh, my God.
1: One of the, what are the <laughs> best names. <laughs> Oops, I remember. Just because of his name. I don't, I don't remember Dave, if he was good or Dave not. Dave
0: Martinez was their right fielder.
1: Is it like Dave Martinez,
2: the Nationals manager, Dave Martinez?
0: Uh, This was maybe. I don't know. He's here in a... Uh, it I may be. It may be. Okay. Uh, Bubba Tramble was on this team. Bubba Tramble. Uh, but, Randy so we Witt. traded. Yeah, we traded Devereys for. Tramble. Because we had. He was on the 2000. I think he was on the playoff team in 2000. He was on the World uh-huh. Series. Bubba Tramble? Yeah. Yeah. He was on the
2: 2000 team. Yeah. yeah Mike that is David David Martinez was
0: also on this team then.
2: Oh, wow. <laughs> Mike DeFelice.
0: Unbelievable. Let's see. Who else do we have? Brad Pennington was on this team. Let's see. Um, one of their closer was Roberto Hernandez. Of course it was. <laughs> Rick White was one of their pitchers, too.
2: Remember Rick White? He <laughs> had him, too. <laughs> the guy that, had that awesome goatee he had.
0: Um, Jim Mercer was in their bullpen. Esteban Yan yeah. was in their team. My name rings a bell. can't have a guy named... They made up a guy named Bob Smith because there isn't 85 others in the league. <laughs> <laughs> they just
2: picked a random name. Lou was like, yeah, Bob <laughs> Smith sounds good.
0: The manager of that team was Larry Rothschild. Really? Yes.
2: That was before... I, I, you're right. I guess Lou wasn't the... He was still Seattle's manager at the time. I guess you're right.
0: Let's see. When... That, so far, three Hale McCray took over in the middle of the 2001 season. Hale McCray. Lou Pinello took over the 2003 Tampa Bay Devil Rays.
2: I have to ask why we even got on the topic of the Tampa Bay
0: Devil Rays. Because <laughs> I saw Ray on the, uh wearing a Ray Adonis. When you uh, Google search Ray Adonis one of the big pictures is him in a Devil Rays hat. Okay. That 2003 team, Toby Hall, Travis Lee, Marlon Anderson at second, Julio Lugo at short, Damian Rolls, third base, Carl Crawford in left, Rocco Baldelli in center, Aubrey Huff was the right fielder, Mario Donez was on that team.
2: Damian Easley.
0: Damian Easley. What else we got here? Johnny Gomes was on this team.
2: The. Victor. Jeremy Gonzalez.
0: Victor Zambrano.
2: Jeremy Jeremy Gonzalez pitched for the Mets. That happened.
0: So did Victor Zambrano. And Jorge Sosa. We (laughs) traded Jorge Sosa for John Maine. They were. They were. John Rocker was on this team also, if you keep scrolling down this list, by the way. (laughs) Um
2: John Rocker was the first athlete I ever hated. That's <laughs> for damn
0: for Yeah. Sure. You remember when we forced they forced him to take the train to a game? I mean, there was him. a
1: time Did they?
0: I
2: think they it was like
1: forced a... No, it was an article and he took the train to the game and that's when he said all the racist stuff.
0: Yeah. But um But now but when you look at this, these teams and we think about all the players we traded, man, the w- the devil rays word to the Mets what the Oilers are to the Islanders. <laughs> hey, we need to make what? a trade. Take this guy. We're going to take oh, this guy. Oh, yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Don't even think about it. Just say yes. Scott here. Nobody
2: put Scott Casbier on our list, huh? Oh,
0: he, our, doesn't, he doesn't hit. <laughs>
2: Oh, Genius! Right. <laughs> I didn't think of it. I forgot. And do know he what he's going to pitch. Guess, you know? He never played for the Mets in the major leagues. Right. <laughs>
0: he never pitched for the team.
2: I mean, we could pick minor players if we you want. Know,
0: you know what's the sad part about this? We could do a list of Met general managers. We've been through so many <laughs> in our lives. Uh, <laughs> I mean,
2: there have only been five that I can think of.
0: Omar, Phillips, Duquette, Sandy, and now Brody. There had to be somebody before...
2: I mean, there was somebody before Phillips, but, like, for me, I would start at Phillips. You guys... Like, there was a GM before Steve Phillips. (laughs) I don't know. He wasn't good.
0: No, I don't want the general managers. Here we go. So, Frank Cashin did 80 to 91. Al, Har- okay. Al Harrison, 92 to 93. And then... Some random guy from 94 to 97. Phillips in 97. Then, Frank Cashin did an interim in 98. Then Steve Phillips till so 2003. And Duquette
2: so 2004. Phillips,
0: like, don't want to leave Vaps or <laughs> I'm trying <laughs> to find the footnote here. There's got to be some sort of footnote on this, right? Here we go. Doesn't say. Okay, anyway. um, 2011 was... 2005-2010 uh, was Omar. In 2010, middle of the season, he got fired. John Rico took over. Okay. Z- this John Rico guy just San... keeps popping up all over the place. Sandy yeah, told Rico, 2008, John Rico was an interim again.
2: <laughs> yeah, John Rico's just like... The the blanks the blank space in Scrabble. It's like, yeah, we'll just put him here, it's fine. He's still with them, I think.
0: Let's see, does he have a does he have a link here? He has a link here. Let's see what this guy
2: does. I mean I knew this was going off the rails. <laughs> We're talking about John Rico now.
0: He is the senior vice president of the Mets New York Mets of Major League Baseball.
2: Yeah. He's just he's just there.
0: After the Mets hired Brody as general manager during the offseason, they named Rico Senior Vice President and Senior Strategy Officer. That just sounds like he gets <laughs> to come to work and do whatever he wants. That's a guy who's got a name on an office. Yeah. Like he just he's got
2: one of those really nice plaques on the desk,
0: but he never uses the desk. <laughs> It's shiny, and you could tell it's never used because it's always shiny. Right, exactly. The chair is in perfect condition because he's never sat in it. <laughs> he doesn't know the password to
2: the computer. Like, he he might even have a key to his office.
0: He probably doesn't even know the email. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I feel bad. John Rico probably does his job pretty well. We're just ripping on him for no reason.
0: Watch. next week? We got a letter, John Rico. Listen to your podcast. Can you yeah. please stop bashing him? Wait, what? John,
2: John Rico lives in Ashburn, Virginia. <laughs> <laughs>
0: John Rico is the man who listens to the show. Ah, uh, anything else, boys?
1: No,
2: What's no. Up? I think we had it was a good show. We we covered our all of our all our bases.
0: Okay, one last basis to hit. Happy thirty fifth birthday, Brian Rosen. I don't know if you're listening to this yeah, on your I birthday. I, yeah. But whatever. I, I, yeah, wish sure, I Whatever that guy. Really, we're only saying it because Mike Ambrosio asked if we were giving you a birthday shout-out, and I want to see if he actually listens to the show.
1: What What day is his birthday?
0: Wednesday the 10th.
1: Oh, tomorrow.
0: Well, by the so time, time you're listening to this, today, either today so or yesterday right. or three days Happy
1: ago. Happy birthday, Brian.
2: <laughs> yeah, I guess, Brian. Happy, happy, I guess, birthday! Yeah, screw that
0: guy. (laughs) Um, anything else out of you guys?
3: Oh, Oh.
0: Vincent. Nope. Thanks for listening.
2: Uh, hopefully we get baseball back soon because I have nothing
0: else to do. Shout out.
3: Down.